are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. It is Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. My name is Ty Dan Gonzalez, and this is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your daily source for Seattle Mariners news and analysis. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We've been podcasting about the Mariners for quite some time now and are really excited to bring our unique perspective about the team and its rebuild to the Locked On Network. And please, if you like the show, subscribe or give it a follow on your favorite podcast platform. The Mariners are starting a three-game series tonight against the Texas Rangers at T-Mobile Park. We already talked about our expectations for the series on yesterday's episode, but today we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of tonight's matchup with Logan Gilbert taking the bump for Seattle against Texas's Colby Allard. I also hopped on with Locked On Rangers host Bryce Patterick to talk about the upcoming series, so we'll be playing an excerpt from that discussion later on in the show. And then Colby and I will talk a, a little bit about the strange buildup to the unveiling of Edgar Martinez's statue at T-Mobile Park, which is set for tomorrow, August 11th, which maybe you, the listener, didn't even know about because I didn't even know about it. So we're going to get into that. But first, let's check in with Colby here. Colby, it's the second episode of us doing Locked On Mariners. How you doing, man? I'm doing well for the most part, a little annoyed mm-hmm. by a couple of things this morning, but you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of my nature in general, as you guys will probably eventually learn, but yeah, I, I, I'm doing, I'm doing well, you know, the Mariners off day last night, those are always kind of tough to, to come back from. It just, you know, you're like, oh man, I could really use a break. And then the Mariners aren't on at seven and you're like, huh, <laughs> like what, what, what do I do? So uh, yeah, but other than that, overall, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, we're also, you know, day closer to, to Seahawks football and, and all that fun stuff. So um, we're getting into the really good part of the sports calendar right now. So, uh, yeah, overall, I can't complain too much. Yeah, fun time, fun times in Seattle. So tonight, the Mariners, like I said, beginning a three-game set with the Rangers. They dropped 2 or 3 to the Rangers last week in Arlington, which wasn't great. Colby Allard started one of those games. And he's starting tonight's game for the Rangers. Last week, he went three innings pitched, six earned runs given up, three strikeouts, three walks against the Mariners and his career against the Mariners. 10-3-5 ERA with a 6-9-9 FIP and 20 innings pitched, 23 earned runs on 27 hits with 19 strikeouts and 11 walks. The Mariners are slashing a whopping 314-398-593 off of Colby Allard. So, Colby, what are you uh, looking for here from the Mariners tonight? I would really like to see the right-handed bats do work on on Colby Allard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Mitch Hanniger, Tom Murphy, probably going to be in the lineup tonight. This is a pretty good matchup for him. Um, Luis Torrens is, is, you know, been in a slump. He did not have a good series in New York, so you really like to see him uh, pick things up. But, you know, I mean, right now the Mariners have... I mean, two pretty solid right-handed bats they feel good about in their lineup. I, I if you want to keep Terenz in that in that discussion, fine. But right now, the, from the right side of the plate, you're pretty much being carried by Mitch Haniger and, and Ty France. So um, you would like to see the righties that are going to be in the lineup today do 
do some serious damage off of Allard. And, mm-hmm. and you know, Allard's a pretty standard lefty. He's better against lefties than he is righties. Um, and he, has, he hasn't been, like, god-awful this year, right? He hasn't been great, but he hasn't, he hasn't been god-awful, except for when he faces the Mariners. The Mariners really seem to have his number. So you want to see a continuation of what you saw last time. Just hit the ball hard. Make him get in the strike zone where his stuff doesn't play all that well. He's a little bit like Marco. He's kind of got to finesse the edges. Uh, his stuff isn't quite good enough to, mm-hmm. to live you know, in the middle of the zone. So, um, yeah, I, I would like to see Tom Murphy and Mitch Haniger and Ty France and Luis Torrens. I would like to see them have pretty big games. Maybe even Dylan Moore could check in with, with a hit or two. Um, mm-hmm. I would suspect we're going to see Murphy and Dylan Moore in the lineup instead of Raleigh and uh, and Jake Fraley. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just get him in the zone and don't miss the mistake he's going to make. He will make mistakes. You have to hit them. Yeah. Also going to be interesting to see if J.P. Crawford's able to go today. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously came in as a defensive replacement on Sunday after Jared Kelnick was um, thrown out of the game. Um, but Crawford's been dealing with an illness for the last few days. So we'll see if he's able to go tonight for a full game. Uh, and that could um, do some things with the lineup as well. Uh, Abraham Toro, who's been just incredible since joining the Mariners on July 27th. Uh, looking for him to to do some stuff tonight against Allard as well from the right side of the plate. That should be interesting. Uh, on the opposite end of things, Logan Gilbert uh, starting for the Mariners. He's had some pretty exciting moments in his rookie season so far. Uh, but since the All-Star break, 18 and two-thirds innings pitch, he's given up 12 earned runs in that time on 19 hits. Does have 26 strikeouts, eight walks, but second time through the lineup, third time through the lineup has been a problem for Logan Gilbert. Yeah, and it's it's it becomes pretty easy to pick out when the the struggles are are starting. Typically, what we've seen in the last you know four or five starts is first time through the lineup, he looks great. He's blowing the fastball by guys. Um, he's using the slider enough to to keep right-handed hitters off the fastball, um, and then somewhere. At the beginning of the second time through, usually third inning, give or take, uh, you'll see him start to spike the slider, usually pretty bad once or twice. Uh, the changeup ends up, you know, in the other batter, in the other, you know, in the right-handed hitter's batter's box. Um, and then at that point, it's just, you know, how many outs can he get with just a fastball? And, and Gilbert's got a really good fastball. Uh, it, it plays up, even though it's already 95, 96. Uh, but nobody in Major League Baseball can live on just a fastball. So. Uh, for Logan, he has to be able to locate the the changeup or the slider, uh, locate it well enough that it's at least a threat. It has to be respected in the batter's box. If the Rangers get into a posi- into a position where they can just go up there and know that the only pitch they need to worry about is the fastball, Logan's going to run into some issues. So uh, it's it's been a pretty you know it, I think it's been about four starts in a row we've seen this, so that that's a legitimate trend. It's something that he needs mm-hmm. to fix. He does have the extra day off now. So he is pitching on six days rest. Maybe that helps him. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's it's entirely possible that Gilbert's fighting through some, uh, you know, the dog days of summer. And this is a guy who uh, didn't pitch last year at a really competitive level. So it, it's possible that he's kind of, you know, going through kind of a, a swoon here uh, in the middle of the year. And the extra day off is just what he needs to fix it. Um, but yeah, he needs to be able to, to at least threaten with the changeup or slider. And the fastball will play just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really interested to see uh, as this season progresses, you know, until he eventually hits his innings cap or whenever his season eventually comes to an end. Want to see 
that changeup being used more because it's it should be pretty good. It should play up. He hasn't really been able to locate it that well thus far, but against left-handed hitters especially, I would love to see him use that changeup more starting tonight. I mean, I've been pounding the table for the changeup for a while now, going back to our other show at Control the Zone. Um, I just I really want to see that changeup uh, being worked in there more for, for Logan. Um, up next, an excerpt from my discussion with Locked On Rangers host Bryce Patrick. But first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Mariners. Don't forget, tomorrow we'll be recapping this game happening tonight. We're also going to be talking about the AA promotions of Emerson Hancock and George Kirby. But now we're going to get into a little excerpt from my appearance on Locked On Rangers with host Bryce Paderick. It's a weird point in the season. Um, definitely a, a, a weird, but I, I'd say as an outsider, positive year for the Mariners and um, mm. definitely not a positive year for the Rangers. And it's not very often where two um, rivals will meet and hope for the exact same outcome in the series. But mm-hmm. I think we're both hoping for uh, a Mariners sweep. It's not too bold to say. Yeah, right now the, the Mariners could really use a sweep. Uh, they, they went four and six on their last road trip going to New York, going to Texas, of course, and they dropped two or three Texas down in Arlington. And that was not ideal. Jonah Heim kind of, uh, you know, crushing the Mariners dreams, you know, <laughs> put, setting them back a little bit. Uh, that, that wasn't fun. Uh, they were able to bounce back and win a couple against Tampa. You know, they really, they played uh, close games in every single one of these games. Um, you know, honestly, you can make the argument that they could have gone nine and one or 10 and out. Uh, so, you know, they, they, they need to bounce back in the series this is a good team to do it against. And I assume for, for the Rangers, uh, it would be nice to be swept. So, uh, you know, draft position. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're fighting tooth and nail with, um, with the Orioles for that second pick. Uh, I think Arizona is, is playing it pretty staunchly out of reach to catch them for the worst overall record. Um, which, you know, two ain't bad. Um, two's better than three. But uh, yeah, this is this has been. I I was I was actually kind of close to picking the Mariners for my AL West prediction because I didn't think the West would be as strong as it ended up being this year. Sure. Um, it still hasn't been super strong. I mean, Houston has been much better than I anticipated. Um, Oakland I thought was going to win it um, more handily than this, but um, a lot of young talent, a lot of um, former top prospects, and you know it, it feels like not that long ago where the Mariners were in a real rough place, like maybe three, four, five years ago where they were not quite contending and they also had one of the worst farm systems in baseball, but they've really yeah. turned that around recently and they've got some really good young guys. Um, I know Jared Kelnick, I don't think his um, his debut went quite as well as anticipated, but there's still a lot of really good guys in the system like Julio Rodriguez um, 
Emerson Hancock, Taylor Trammell, uh, or Trammell. Not exactly sure which one it is, but uh, Trammell, George Kirby yeah. as well. <laughs> okay. I was doubting yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you, you said it, you, you mentioned it right there that, you know, only a couple of years ago, they had $100 million, uh, plus dollars in payroll wrapped up in five players. Nelson Cruz, Robin Scano, Felix Hernandez, Kyle Seager, et cetera. And they didn't have a farm system to go out and complete their roster. So Jerry DePoto, through his first three years as general manager of the Mariners, is pretty much handcuffed to one, you know, set thing where he was going to have to spend minimal money to make minimal upgrades and wasn't going to be able to get really anything of value in uh, in trades. Uh, so, you know, to be able to turn over the roster uh, and turn over the organization that that he has and turn this farm system into, you know, one of the best farm systems in baseball. I mean, Baseball America has four of their prospects um, or well before Kelnick graduated. So now three um, in their, I believe, top 15, top 10. Um, yeah, just nice. absolutely unheard of. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and you even mentioned it there with 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 Kelnick, you know, Kelnick. Yeah, has has struggled um, for the most part. Uh, but the last two weeks, he's he's changed his his stance. He's he's changed his approach at the plate. He looks a lot more uh, like he did. He's you know standing more upright. The eye level is helping him see breaking balls a bit better. And uh, last two weeks, he's been slashing 261, 333, 500 with three home runs, a couple doubles. He's not striking out as much. So even he's coming hmm. around. Uh, they've gotten uh, some pretty good contributions out of guys like um, Abraham Toro, who they acquired in the Kendall Graveman trade that sent baseball Twitter into a frenzy when it happened. But it was actually a really good trade for the Mariners to trade two months of Kendall Graveman for a controllable <laughs> you know, third baseman who right now, since the trade, funny enough, leads all of Major League Baseball in fan graphs war. He is quite what? literally the best ba- player in baseball since they made the trade. That's insane. And, you know, if there's one thing we know about Jerry DePoto is, is that man is not afraid to make moves. Like, I, I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure I've seen it multiple times of like this guy might be like the the baseball GM equivalent of the movie Speed, where it's like, I've got to hit this many trades per month. <laughs> otherwise, I will spontaneously combust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He He's always got his ear to the ground. He's kind of like how, you know, and this is a, another Seattle sport, you know, with the Seahawks. Uh, General Manager John Schneider and and Pete Carroll, they always talk about how they they're involved in everything. And Jerry DePoto with the Mariners is the exact same way. He is involved in everything, even if he's not super motivated to make a deal um, in terms of, you know, some of the you know superstars where the asking price is going to be just through the roof. He still makes the call to see, you know, what's up to, to gauge interest, to gauge prices. And, um, and I mean, he even did that with this trade deadline. You know, he he they were reportedly very much in it for Jose Barrios. Wow, I I had not heard much about that. But, yeah, that is that would have been a really solid ad um, if they could have gotten them. But um, I'm curious your thoughts. I mean, Kelnick is, is obviously a guy who's got a lot of potential. And it was kind of interesting because he hadn't really struggled at, at pretty much any level he'd been at before. Um, yeah. But Julio Rodriguez, I'm, I'm looking on his uh, BP page here. And before mm. 2019, he. I think, but what level is win? I don't know what this is. He he had uh, 295 plate appearances at low A, 72 at high A, and whatever the heck win is, it didn't say what um, I, team. I, 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 that might be the oh, uh, Dominican League. 
winter league. Oh yeah, yeah, he played. That is. Yeah, he played. Yeah, he played winter league ball. Yeah. Um, but uh, how has he been doing this year? And is he is he anywhere close to to getting called up, or do you think that's gonna wait till maybe next year or even later on down the line? Yeah, he's he's played a lot of ball um, over the last year or so. Like you know, we we just talked about the winter league. He was also he just won bronze with uh, the Dominican Republic team in the Olympics. Um, oh, yeah. and actually played. He actually played really well. Uh, he went ten for twenty four, I believe, uh, throughout oh, the Olympics. So, yeah. Um, and he had a home run in the uh, the bronze medal game. So, uh, he 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 contributed quite a bit for that team. But um, yeah, this year, you know, he got. Uh, you know, they started him out at high A again. Uh, that's where he wrapped up twenty nineteen, and they wanted to see, you know, just where he was after the year off and everything. And uh, he just destroyed. Hi. So, uh, you know, he, he got called up to, uh, to double a, and it was, uh, and he's, you know, been awesome at double a, uh, I'm looking at his numbers right now. He's, uh, before going off to the Olympics, he slashed 280, 410, 500, uh, with three home runs, um, down in, uh, in double a in Arkansas. And, uh, you know, the thing though, is that his playing time in double a was kind of inconsistent because he had to go, uh, to qualifiers for the Olympics and then, had to, you know, obviously uh, go to Japan uh, for the Olympics afterwards. So uh, interested to see where, where, um, you know, how he gets ramped back up now that the Olympics are over uh, for him. And, um, you know, in terms of getting called up, yeah, probably not going to happen this year. Uh, That was really never going to be a part of the plan. And they're not going to, I mean, they, they service time, Jared Kelnick. They're not they're not going to start up the clock prematurely on, on Julio Rodriguez, who some believe is even better than Kelnick. So um, I, if I had to guess, I would say sometime in the summer next year is when we'll first see Julio. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so thank you again to bryce Paterick of locked on rangers for having me on you can listen to our full discussion on today's episode of locked on rangers wherever you get your podcasts but now colby let's talk about this edgar martinez statue that is apparently being erected tomorrow in front of t-mobile park and i personally didn't know about it apparently it was announced two years ago and they hadn't really said much about it obviously covid kind of delayed things, but it just came out of nowhere. Joe Vieira on Twitter at Joe Vieira 
posted an email that had gone around to some select fans, but not all fans that announced that they were, that they're going to be selling tickets for $11 to honor Edgar and honor the, the statue uh, for tomorrow's game, Wednesday, August 11th against the Rangers. And <laughs> really it, it, that, there's no fanfare <laughs> for it with, one of the greatest Mariners of all time. The statue itself is going to honor the possibly the greatest moment in franchise history with the double against the Yankees in 1995. And really there, there hasn't even been an official announcement from the team still. I don't think uh, in terms of like Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's changed since the email went out, but really not a ton of fanfare. Kevin Martinez replied to Joe Vieira last night on Twitter and said that it was due to COVID. But as I'm sure you're going to get into, I'm, I'm not sure that's great. That's such a great excuse for this. It's, it's really not. And, and it's interesting that, you know, I'm a subscriber to Mariner mail and technically my parents are season ticket holders. Um, technically barely, but they are season ticket holders officially. And neither of us got this email. So it's kind of weird. It feels like it's very select or just random almost. Um, and the mm -hmm. idea that, you know, well, COVID makes it so tough to schedule things, blah, blah. Not really, not in this particular case because Ken Griffey Jr. A few months ago, I think in May, maybe or very early June, he was on the root sports broadcast and he had mentioned mm -hmm. that he was coming back into town sometime in mid August Mm -hmm. to be with a friend of with some kind of celebration. And, and so it's pretty clear this was it. And if Griffey knew about it two months ago, why didn't we as Mariner fans know about it? Mm -hmm. Why are we mm -hmm. finding out like 36 hours before the thing is going to be unveiled? Because if you knew it was going to be sometime in mid-August, maybe you didn't know the exact date, but you knew it was sometime in mid-August. How many extra tickets could you have sold by announcing this? Four weeks ago, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, when you knew, you knew in this idea, oh, well, it's COVID, so it makes it tougher. Yeah, I guess it does. But right now, T-Mobile is open with zero restrictions um, and you're, you're unveiling a statue of, it's not even arguable, the biggest moment in franchise history. The reason the Seattle Mariners exist today and the player who delivered that moment and you're honoring him on a Wednesday evening against the Texas Rangers. Really? That's what we're doing mm. to mm -hmm. honor the, you know, probably the second best player in your franchise's history, probably the second most important player in your franchise's history. And you're going to grace him with a statue dedication on a Wednesday afternoon against the Texas Rangers. When you have the Toronto Blue Jays coming into town for what could be a massive series with playoff implications, and we know that Toronto fans are going to fill that stadium. You could have announced this two months ago when the Canadian border was closed and Mariners fans would have flocked to see the statue dedication, to get to see, get their picture taken in front of the statue, to go to that game, to have some kind of Edgar Martinez night of some kind. You could have planned this. You knew what you were going to do two months ago. You knew it. Griffey told us. Yeah. And you said, oh, no, Wednesday at, Wednesday at 6. That seems like a good time, right? Everybody can go to a ball game on Wednesday night at 6. Well, not everybody because some people still don't know about it. 
Because it's not posted on Twitter or Facebook or on your official website. What are you doing? So no, this yeah. is not good. this. This is not good enough. I I I I do not accept mm-hmm. the the you know the given not excuse the given explanation from Kevin mm-hmm. Martinez. I accept that it's hard with COVID. Mm-hmm. Everything is harder with COVID. Sure. I get that. Not this hard. I just I I don't buy it. The only thing well, I can also- see making this an excuse is if Edgar was only available on Wednesday, which I doubt. Well, well, and also, you know, the state of Washington's been open for months now, right? Like, yes, no restrictions. And even we are, if, you know, we are starting to see a few more restrictions in terms of local and, and you know, masks are sure. encouraged, but we have no, no mandate yet for anything involving right. the Seattle Mariners. Well, yeah, and and even you know, even if it's not about you know, getting fans to the ballpark or, or anything that's delayed, even just the idea of just finishing the, the statue and putting the statue in place shouldn't be something that's like decided upon within a week, you know. Or I don't know, you know. I just imagine that this has been decided upon for a while now. You talked about it with Griffey, so why was there no? announcement before this this it feels like this date has been in place for a while and even if it's changed or even if the situation has been fluid i feel like you could at least announce a release window a couple months ago like even if you didn't know that it was going to happen exactly on august 11th if that particular decision was made within the last few days even then it just this feels like you're dropping the ball because I would assume the statue has been done for a while, right? Now, yeah. you know, so if you know that, if you know that you're going to put the statue there, if if you've had fans at the ballpark, no masks, no restrictions, et cetera, for a couple months now, just, I I just, I don't, I, I don't see how that's a proper explanation for this. This is just, this is too delicate to let this just kind of fly under the radar because now again, and like you made a great point there that it's happening on a Wednesday. I mean, how many people are going to go to that game on a Wednesday? Not many, not many people go to baseball games on Wednesday nights, especially compared to a weekend series and especially compared to a weekend series where you're playing a Toronto Blue Jays team. That's right in front of you in the wild card race. Just it just doesn't really line up. Um, they had a great opportunity there to make a, a, a huge event, and now it just kind of seems like something that's just gonna fall by the wayside, and that's really sad because this is a pretty huge moment for the organization, for the franchise, for honoring one of the greatest players in franchise history, who's a Hall of Famer. And yeah, it's just I don't know. It's really sad. It's really sad. Um, it, any final thoughts on that? It feels a little bit to me like a little bit of a slap in the face of Mariner fans. Um, it, it feels mm. like the organization was almost like, uh, you know, let's just get this over with. You know what I mean? Like not, hey, let's celebrate this. It's eh, let's just mm. get this over with. And, and you know, it, it's I get it. I, I, I do. I understand, you know, the tough spot that they're put in, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. But sure. The the fan base, I get it. Of you know, Seattle, with everything being ev- 
Sorry, Here's just real quick, you know, just I understand like with everything being ever changing with 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 COVID and you kind of always have to be on your toes and, and think on your feet with this stuff and uh, be adaptable. I get that. But again, like you could have at least announced a release window. And then if you weren't able to make that, you delay it and people would have understood. Yes, you would have been better off waiting until next year. And done it then opening day, whatever. Wait until the Yankees come into town and do it then. Even if it's on a Wednesday, that's fine. But to me, here's the issue I have. Mariner fans worked, a lot of Mariner fans, and, the, and you know PR and a lot of people in the Mariners organization worked incredibly hard for a decade to get people to understand the greatness of Edgar Martinez and why he deserved to be a Hall of mm-hmm. Famer. Mm-hmm. And you're basically spitting on their work by putting the statue up on a game where most people cannot go. Not that they don't want to. They simply cannot. They work the next day. They have kids. Mm-hmm. This is a Wednesday afternoon game against a bad baseball team in the middle and the, of And the game only starts two hours after the business day ends. Right. For most it's just, people. So it, honestly, I, I think for me, it just feels a bit insensitive insulting whatever word you want to use to edgar martinez to mariner fans and to those of us who pitched his candidacy for 10 years and worked our butts off to get him into the hall of fame edgar did the hard part i'm not saying i'm not i'm not Mm -hmm. sitting here patting ourselves on the back or anything like that but you know we were a part of that and yeah it feels like the mariners couldn't even be bothered to to celebrate to allow us to celebrate together and that's that's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, appreciate you tuning in and hope to see you tomorrow as we break down the events of tonight's game and look ahead to tomorrow night's hump day affair with the Rangers. But if you want to keep the Seattle sports talk going, check out Locked on Seahawks as Corbin Smith, Nick Lee, and Rob Rang get you set for the team's first preseason game against the Raiders this Saturday. So for Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Dan Gonzalez, and this has been Locked On Mariners. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at C-Pat11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Have a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.